Big welcome to the Dreamcast. I am Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories meant to inspire you to dive deep, break through personal glass ceilings, and design a life of your dreams. Hi, you guys. Big, big welcome to episode one. I am so stinking excited that you are here listening to this because honestly, this has been stirring within my soul for the past few years, and I finally just had to get it on the calendar and make things happen. So I am really excited and proud of starting this podcast, which we've entitled The Dreamcast, because as you'll see through my story and through the stories of all of the amazing entrepreneurs, stay-at-home moms, and guests that we're going to have on the line who have been successful in their relative fields, is that this podcast is all about designing the life of your dreams and casting that vision for yourself and for your family and for the people that are around you truly can change your life. It can change everything. And before we get going into the exercise for today, I'm just going to start by sharing a bit of my story so you can get to know me and get to know who I am uh, and why this is so important, important to me. Uh, I have learned throughout the years that whys are born out of a blessing or a burden. And this why that I'm starting this podcast is certainly born out of a blessing. I feel called to bring this message into the world and it um, stirs up a passion within me that uh, solidifies, you know, that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do every single time uh, I do what I'm supposed to do. (laughs) So I hope that um, throughout listening to these episodes, you'll be more inspired to do what you were called and brought into this world to do and that you'll feel so connected uh, to your passion and to your purpose that you just can't help but, but do that action. And so that's what this podcast is is for me. So let's get started at the beginning. Um, I was born in Detroit area, Michigan. I am the eldest of three kids, the oldest on both sides of the family, so the oldest grandchild, which is fun for me to say because I really put pressure on myself as a kid to be a good example to my cousins who I felt like were looking up to me and watching me. And so throughout my high school and middle school, my college years, I put a a lot of pressure on myself to get good grades, to make good choices, and to be a good example which I think, who knows if they were actually watching or not, but uh, that pressure that I put on myself really did make a difference. It meant that I was conscious that what I was doing and how I was behaving and what I was experiencing really did impact people. And so I thought about that when I was making, making decisions, which I'm not sure all high schoolers do when they're making decisions, but it's something that impacted me when I was a kid. So I grew up in the Detroit area. I graduated from high school. I was um, involved in sports. I got pretty good grades. I like to say that it wasn't because I was naturally good at much. I feel like I was a hard worker. And because I was a hard worker, I did succeed in, in grades. I 
um, you know, at least played in the sports I participated in. I certainly, I got cut from volleyball in ninth grade. There, there were some hard hits throughout the years, but in most things, I felt like I didn't suck. So that was a good place to be, in my opinion, um, and throughout my high school years. And then I got into college, and when I was working through college, I started off with a degree of communications and thought that... I don't really know what I wanted to do with that, but I started with communications. I kind of didn't really know what I wanted to do with that, so I ended up moving into psychology. I got my bachelor's in psychology, and I did that because I honestly thought that's where I would best serve the world. Throughout my college years, I spent every summer as a camp counselor, and man, I am so grateful that I did because when in your life do you ever have scheduled months off that you can kind of do whatever you want. Uh, those college or camp experiences really did shape who I am today. So the first two summers, I worked in Asheville, North Carolina. I was a counselor at a camp called Recreation, and this is where churches or groups would send. They would come, you know, the youth group would come and work with us for a week. And so I was in charge of the home site. We would paint, we would do roofing, we would do drywall, we would, you know, do whatever need the homeowner had at that time. And so I worked with not only the homeowner to get the job projects done, but also the youth group that was there. Uh, There were times when the youth group didn't get along and I had to help bridge the gap there. Or maybe I remember a time when the group talked too much. And so we did a vow of silence. (laughs) It really worked to get everybody working. Um, But it was through these experiences that I I got the, the bug to serve. You know, when you are just put in that space where you're really a blessing to others, and you know that when you're a blessing to others, you get so much back in return. And so um, I got that, I, I just was filled with that bug to serve. And I got experience with working with groups and paving the way and being a leader in a project, even though I was 19, 20 years old. And then the next two summers, I worked in New York area. We bused New York City foster kids two hours into the country and spent time with them in a camp setting. Uh, Some of them would go back to the city for a few days for the weekend, and then they would come back to camp. And so we really got to know Got to know them and got to know their stories. And in my first experience in Asheville, it was all about hard labor and physically doing something to help others, which was which was awesome. Um, in my camp experience uh, in New York, it was less about physically, you know, impacting people like with physical needs, and it was more about truly just supporting, encouraging, loving. And creating a safe place for these kids to feel open and and loved. And, and it was here that I really realized my passion for um, helping the inner person. Uh, I saw these kids as, as deserving of the best and worth so much more. And, um, you know, I felt like I could see them the way that God sees them. And yet they were put in this foster care situation where they didn't feel that. Uh, they didn't feel loved. They didn't feel wanted. They didn't feel like they were worthy. And so, whew, it does. It makes me emotional thinking about it because when I look back at those times, 
I, I felt like I was able to see them the way that God sees them. And so I saw them three steps ahead of where they see where they saw themselves. And I learned how to cast belief for them. You know, I learned how to show them like they're better than they think they are. They're worth more than they think they are. They are deserving of more um, than they think they are. And so those experiences truly shaped um, my desire to go into psychology because I thought that that was the best place for me to pour that belief, that love, that encouragement um, into people. And so I graduated from my undergrad with a degree in psychology. I went on to get my master's from Wheaton College, which is a Christian school right outside uh, Chicago. And I got my master's there, graduated, you know, master's clinical psychology, and got my first job back in Michigan in a local community mental health. And uh, I was excited, you know. I thought that this was where I was supposed to be. This was my lot in life. This was... You know, I was off to save the world. I was off to really help people dig deep and get better and be blossom and become all that God created them to be. And, well, guys, it did not take long in the corporate world working for the government to realize that it was more about policy, paperwork, and procedure, and it was less and less and less about people. And I went through what they call a quarter-life crisis. You know, I got out of school. I was super excited. I was off to change the world, and then I quickly realized that this was not where I want to be for the next 30 years. But let me tell you, I grew up with my a dad who worked the same job for, you know, 10, 20, 30 years. I think he switched jobs maybe two or three times throughout my childhood, um, but he stayed with a job until he retired. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, and that's the world I knew, and so when I got into my perspective career, I thought this is where I was supposed to be for the next 30 years. But when I realized it's not what I wanted and I didn't really want to stay there, I, I, I didn't know what else to do. It's just really interesting because I remember having such big dreams and such big goals and thinking things like, oh my gosh, I would do this for free. Like this is what I am called to do. This is what I want to do. And then quickly feeling stuck. And what happened was those big dreams and those big goals slowly started to shrink. And I kind of got to this space where I felt like this is just my lot in life. This is just my piece in the pie. I have to accept it. I have to be comfortable. Uh, I remember just going through the motions throughout my work week, waking up, taking a shower, going to the coffee shop, like kind of just being a zombie throughout throughout the week, showing up for work just five minutes late, like every single day, not engaged. I remember taking mental health days for my mental health job because I needed a mental break. I remember uh, they just didn't have money to pay me. And so they would say, Denise, take a few days off this summer and we're not going to pay you because we don't have the resources to you know, I had over 80 clients. I was leading five or six different groups. And even though I would find a client that I felt like, okay, I'm here for them. Like, this is why I'm here. I'm helping their life. I'm changing their life. Uh, I was really good at creating meaning surrounding what I was doing. But 
I also felt like I was working in a system that couldn't really help the people that we were serving. And often I was working with people that didn't really want help anyway. And it just felt like such a, you know, I was just stuck. But because I didn't know what else to do, I stayed there. I stayed there. And honestly, even though I didn't really like it, it was more comfortable to stay there than to actually make a change. For example, I started going on job interviews and I would go to the interview and I'm like, oh my gosh, what if it actually stinks more here? (laughs) What if I don't like it here? Um, Even worse than I am right now. At least where I am right now, I understand it. I know it. You know, it takes you a few years to understand all the paperwork and the procedures. And at least I know that part. Do I really want to leave? And, and so I stayed. And I stayed there for several, several years. I was in that job for about five years before I was able to quit and move into my current career full time. So throughout this season, my husband and I joined a small group at our local church. And lo and behold, we met a new friend at our small group. Her name is Cami Pentecost. And she introduced us to a health and wellness company that we ended up becoming independent distributors for. In 2007, we signed up as independent distributors for It Works Global uh, and started down the, uh, the road of entrepreneurship. Now, I didn't know what I was doing. I grew up in a nine-to-five job. My master's was in clinical psychology, not business or marketing or anything like that. Um, But I did understand health and wellness. I've run a few marathons. I've always been interested in exercise and nutrition. And so I felt like the products really aligned with me. And my husband, on the other hand, he's always wanted to be an entrepreneur. He was working at an aerospace engineering firm at the time, bored out of his mind. And so when he saw a sizzle product that I was connected to, he thought, oh my gosh, we can help bring this into the marketplace. And um, he's really the reason why we signed up to become distributors. Needless to say, even without having a warm market that signed up with us, um, we quickly moved to our cold market, meaning people we didn't know, which meant we basically had to make new friends and go find new people who would be interested in what we had. We were able to quit our full-time jobs in about two and a half, three years of working with our company and have been top leaders with our company for the past eight to ten years really, and have helped bring It Works Global into the world and now have hundreds of thousands of distributors all over the world um, and have hit the top rank of Black Diamond, which at this current time of the recording, there is only two Black Diamonds in the entire company, in the entire world, and we are one of them and so grateful for that. And I know down the road, there's going to just be hundreds and thousands of other people of that are Black Diamond. And for those of you that don't know what Black Diamond means, Black Diamond means that you earn a six-figure income every month for six consecutive months, and you get that kind of Girl Scout badge of Black Diamond Uh, And we were able to hit that goal in 2015. So my husband and I now have two little boys, both with red hair, who were born after we quit our full-time jobs and only know two work-from-home parents. Honestly, I am living my dream life. 
And throughout our last decade of building our business, I have had to bust through my own personal glass ceiling time and time again to get super clear on what I want, to build belief that it could happen, to become a professional ignorer of negativity and a professional asker of what I was looking for. And uh, I, it's my holy discontent, I guess you could say, to bring what I have learned to you. I've had a chance to work with Jack Canfield, who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul and Success Principles. I've had the chance to get to know and connect, uh, work with John Maxwell, who is a Christian leadership expert. And throughout our time together, you will hear inspirational stories that will increase your internal motivation, as well as exercise ideas that, when worked through, will help you to break through your own glass ceiling and any personal limitations that are holding you back. It is my hope that in one year, you will be different. Not simply because of what you listened to and learned, but because of the action you will take as you identify more of who you are, create a clear vision of what you want, and then take daily inspired action in order to get there. I plan to upload one podcast a week, and I can't wait to partner with you on this journey. So I would love it if you could leave us a review to share with us what you learned, any aha moments, and how you have grown and changed as you experience this with us. Today's exercise is to take a current life inventory. So what I want you to do is write down all seven areas of your life, relationships, personal growth, health, finances, career, hobbies, and legacy. Legacy basically means how you want to be remembered and how you want to serve and give back in the community. Spend a few minutes today rating each area on a scale of 1 to 10 and then write down why you rated it that way. For example, if you rate relationships a 7, maybe it's because you don't have the time or money to schedule date nights with your spouse. Or maybe you don't feel like you have any relationships or friends outside of your work situation. Write down that number and then write down why. I am excited to check back with you in a few months to see how far you have grown as you design a life of your dreams. So thank you so much for tuning in with us and I will see you same time, same place next week.